Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. The number one complaint I hear almost all of you tell me and, and literally, I think every call that I've had with you, this is this is how it starts. I hate online dating. Like every all of you are saying that. And I just want to meet people IRL in real life, which is the name of my dating show. But let's face it, online and app dating can be daunting. It's exhausting. It's frustrating. Like everybody's saying it. And since coming out of the pandemic, like that didn't help or the only way you could have met someone, right, was online. So you were all just over it. And you're scrolling through hundreds of profiles, trying to find that someone special who captures your eye, right? And like a slot machine, you suddenly stop at that one picture that captivates you amongst the blur of faces. And it's only then that you start reading the profile to see if it's someone you would even consider taking that next step with. And you then may have a string of bad interview-like dates, like even if you do get dates, leaving you with the feeling that there are just no good men or women out there. In fact, curling up in front of your TV each night is probably more appealing than going through more bad dates. And I totally get it. And it feels transactional. And often, and this is what I'm also seeing, because I'm seeing your accounts, y'all. Like I go into your Bumble and your Hinge accounts. I see what's going on. Often you're just numbing out and not even being intentional or focused, or you're even not even giving people chances because you're so burnt out. But the truth is, is that dating apps can be a good thing if done right. And if thought about more as another tool to meet people, but it does take a shift in the way that you might be thinking about it, using it, and dare I say, a change in the way you're marketing yourself, because that often is the culprit. And as I say repeatedly, your dating portfolio is like your financial portfolio. You have to diversify as much as possible in order to get the results. You can't just put all your time and effort into apps. You can't put all your time and effort into hoping someone's going to set you up. It's a mix of things. You know, it's never a good idea to pour all your energy into one thing, thinking that's how you're going to meet your soulmate. And the other thing is that what shows up online often challenge it challenges you in ways maybe offline that you haven't even thought of. We're going to touch on that today. Maybe it's how you dress, how you flirt, how you have conversations, yada, yada. But with me today is a woman who actually came onto my new dating show. It's called Dating IRL, where we did a whole makeover together live. And you can catch that if you go to datingirl.tv. It was fantastic. And she has been finding dating challenging overall. And she came onto the show to get a little help. And what we really uncovered is that there was a lot more than just that dating was hard, that there were challenges about having herself get out there too. And being a single mom after a divorce, she struggled with her body confidence. Opening up to men was a little bit difficult and knowing how to even find dates. And she's finding it even harder online which is what we want to focus on today, where she says that men just don't respond to her. They just don't. 
And so I'm hoping to do a little detective work as we continue to crack the code and uncover some of her roadblocks in the dating world, both online and off. Welcome, Sandy. Are you there? Hi, Kimmy. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. Again, like I feel, I, I love that I get to see you again. Um, and, oh, and ditto. <laughs> I, right. No, this has been such a beautiful journey. And I love that we've been doing it on air in so many different ways. And um, but, I mean, I'd love for you to introduce yourself because not everybody has seen the show, which I mean, you kind of told a lot about yourself, but maybe just a recap on just sure. your journey a little bit and the challenges you're having, and then we'll kind of get into it. Okay. Um, my gosh, how far back do I go? Well, my name is Sandy. Um, I'm 50 years old. I'm a single mom of two amazing boys. I have been divorced for eight years and have not really done a ton of dating in that time. I had like one little, I don't know, like a, a a flingish kind of thing, like a quasi, like a mini relationship. I don't even know what to call it. Um, just before the pandemic, which, you know, that was good because at least I know everything works, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, uh, I, I just, I feel like, I mean, maybe because of my weight, I don't know, like, men just don't see me as a woman. I mean, clearly I'm not a man. They don't see me as a man. They, they register that I am female, but they don't see me as a woman. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if I, I, like, I don't really meet men just out and about, like if they talk to me, it's just transactional or polite or whatever. I'm not feeling any heat. And then when it comes to the online stuff, the guys that are liking me are not the ones that I'm liking. Mm -hmm. So I am getting some attention, but you know, I, I mean, I really want a guy who's first of all, older than me and um, Jewish and, and, um, and, you know, like at, at my level or above in terms of, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a go-getter, you know, so somebody who, who, punches a time clock is not going to understand the way that my mind works and my energy and my drive. So, you know, so, so I do get like young guys sometimes. I don't know if they mm -hmm. think like, Oh, she's older and fat. She'd be a great sugar mom. Like, I don't, I don't know what it, <laughs> but I'm not getting the men that I'm looking for. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing that. And and I have questions around that, but I also wanted to recap a couple things that we also uncovered on the show. And um, it, it was really beautiful how you were sharing some of the struggles that you had with just your weight and looking in the mirror and not loving what you saw and remembering how you used to be too and how that affected your sexy confidence. You want to talk a little bit about that too? Yeah. Um, well, and, and there's, there's, you know, some trauma as well, right? I mean, my weight was a major issue in, in my marriage and, you know, the breakup of my marriage. Mm. Um, and, uh, so, so there's definitely, there's definitely that, but I mean, like in my mind's eye, I still look the same way that I did. Right. So if I see yeah. a picture, it's kind of like, Oh, wait a second. <laughs> you know, who's that? Or, you know, I look at pictures and I'm like, I mean, obviously when we do selfies, it's a different angle than, you know, when somebody's holding it at belly level or whatever, but, but, you know, I mean, I think I'm cute. I, I you know, I think I'm, I'm still 
you know, sexy and attractive and, and whatever. Um, but I'm, I don't feel that other people, especially men, well, women tell me how beautiful I am all the time, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I mean, unfortunately that's not the way I'm wired. You know, I wish I were. (laughs) So, you know, um, yeah. And I, and you know, the thing that's so funny, like, I mean, I mean, maybe I just peaked too young. Maybe that was it. Maybe like from 15 to, you know, 28 when I got married, when I like could walk into a, into a room and like the heads would turn and like, maybe that was it. Maybe that, maybe that was my time and I peaked and I, I don't know, but, but. Uh, okay. Wait, I want to yeah. hit on that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you still are that woman and you are stunning. And while you say that when you look in the mirror, you still kind of see that woman. There were also some things though, that you did share around when you put yourself out there with men in your body language, because there might be some fear, like to your point is that while, yeah, like you, you still know that she's in there, there may be fear of then showing that side of you. So those are two different things too. Yeah. And I mean, probably where the fear manifests more is um like if I were to see a guy that I thought would might be interesting yes yeah my immediate next thought would be oh but he wouldn't like me Hmm. so I yeah that's what I think is important like what you just said because on the surface it would seem well I don't understand why guys aren't responding but there might be things that you're doing with your body language, with the way your pictures read online, with, you know, what th- th- that's almost like a love shield because there's some fear in there. And also that, that feeling that you just said of not being good enough. Where's that coming from? Is that from the trauma of what like messages you heard? Well, I mean, I think it's also coming from the empirical evidence of guys not talking to me got they're not coming after me they're not coming up to me they're not looking at me in that way they're not asking for my phone number they're not doing any of the things that they did when I was a Barbie doll and you know in my early 20s or whatever right so I mean um and I don't look at women who are overweight like oh she's not attractive like I look at the wow she's really sexy oh that's a beautiful try you know what I mean so yeah it's not, yeah but so so yes that idea that you know that I'm not attractive in this body probably I mean definitely you know there was you know from 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 my ex-husband or whatever but Mm -hmm. but then is supported by the total lack of interest well yeah and right it kind of works together it's like a loop almost and it's like like what you just said is really important you'll see a, a cute guy who you find attractive but immediately your brain goes to oh he wouldn't find me attractive so then maybe you don't put out the signals cuz you're like oh well he wouldn't like me anyway do you see like there could be it could be all intertwined and it's almost like a chicken and egg thing like which is happening first and not to say there is something first but there's an energetic thing that's happening where something's not happening you know right. and that's the pattern and so Um, but you know, one thing I did want to go back to is I just, it was so beautiful to kind of watch you transform in the studio, at least just with the clothes piece. Like I know 
we didn't agree on everything and you're still wearing the things of some of the things you like, which I totally honor. We were laughing about that off air, like the pockets and the patterns. However, there were some things that I think were like aha moments and you had a date afterwards. So I do want to talk about that and then we'll, we'll, we'll get back to just where you are now. Yeah. I, I definitely paid attention when you were talking about necklines, when you were, yes. when you were, when you were giving me the neckline tutorial and and I have definitely applied that. I mean, I've gone through, I actually got rid of a bunch of things in my closet that had those, you know, more kind of high necklines oh, or whatever, good. you know, got, especially if it had a high neck neckline and no pockets, like nothing redeeming about it. <laughs> if it was pink, then I had to think about it for a second longer, but. <laughs> Just so you know what we're talking about, there was this running through line joke and, and well, it wasn't a joke. It started out as a real thing, but then it literally like came up all the time where Sandy really, she just loves pockets. And so everything ended up having to have a pocket, but it was more or less how she used the pocket instead of a purse, for instance, which isn't always sexy when you have like your phone in your pocket, you know? And so that was what she was referring to anyway, continue. Yeah. And right. I love the neckline on you. And those of you who can't see her, you can hop over to YouTube and see her interview there. She's wearing this gorgeous red top. Is it a, is it a top or a dress? It's a dress. Oh, it is a dress. Yeah, oh, a okay. Dress. Yeah. Cause I can't see the whole thing, but just, yeah, a stand up. There. Oh, beautiful. Oh my gosh. She's... So it's, it's convertible. Like it could be kind of off the shoulder. Yes. Or, or it can be on the shoulder. Well, and, and it that's... has, and it has nice it has pockets. pockets. <laughs> <laughs> but I love See now that's, those are cute pockets, especially when it's on like a frilly skirt. See, and that's the, that's the other thing It's how you use it and, and how it kind of reads, you know, in the garment. So anyway, no, you look stunning. And also like the solid colors, like that red looks gorgeous. And then you wore that green that kind of like, it was a green, like it I was a teal. Yeah. It was a teal, like what you're wearing. Yeah. And it was, it was just stunning. So you have to go, you have to go watch the show. Cause she just looked amazing. She got her hair and her makeup done. Um, and then you had a date. And then I had a date. Yes. Yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? Let's yeah, see. sure. So, so that was fun. I mean, it was, huh? for me, it was a hundred percent blind date. I yes. didn't, I didn't see a picture of him. I didn't ask any questions about him. Um, so we went, uh, I'll just kind of recap I and mean, obviously we're there, but I'll just kind of wasn't like, this like one of your first dates that you've had in a long time, right? Yeah. 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 Um, huge basically since the start of the pandemic. So it's yeah. been at least three years. Yeah. So, um, so I, I went, um, we went and you found him and, you know, kind of made the introduction. Um, and then you kind of, you disappeared. And then he and I <laughs> went and started talking and the restaurant was pretty busy. So, yeah. um, we tried to get a table and they didn't have one, but so then we went to go sit back at the bar and then they found us a table. So then we went to sit at the table and he was, he was a really nice guy. He was total gentleman. Um, you know, nothing, nothing was wrong with him, but it, he just wasn't what I was looking for. Like, so, I mean, the first, the first big thing is just that he wasn't Jewish. And that's something that um, I, I thought, and I told you mm -hmm. that I didn't care if he was Jewish or not, as long as he wasn't deeply involved in another religion as long as he was more mm -hmm. secular mm -hmm. but I'm really coming to realize that even though my kids are grown it's more important to me than I thought mm -hmm. To, mm -hmm. to be with somebody Jewish so so that was that was one thing right and then and then he's um 
he's a sweet, hardworking guy. He's good in his job. Um, but he he works in a job where he punched, you know, basically punches a time clock and is reporting to somebody else. And while there is room for upward mobility, he leaves his work at work. Mm-hmm. Right. It's different than an entrepreneur. Exactly. Sure. I'm an entrepreneur. Like I am never not thinking about my work. And if mm-hmm. and if if I'm not with somebody who's also, you know, like C-level or driven, you know, a type of person whose work comes home with them also, then they're not going to get the way that I think, my mentality, my drive, my, you know, the way that I am that anything that I do, right? Like I, I make these, I paint these little flowers for my own barrettes. And then it's like, oh, okay, now I have them for me. I should start selling them. How do I monetize this? Right. So, I mean, that's the way my mind works is, okay, here's something I like. I'm going to do it because it's fun. And now I want to figure out how I can make money on it too. So, so somebody who works for someone else and, and is able to leave their work at work, they're just not going to get that about me. And I think that was one of the comments that I made was that I talked too much about my work or, you know, my passion projects or things like that. Um, so, but although I knew that about myself, that I needed somebody like that, I think that sitting across from him, like really kind of, um, honed it in for me right like really made me like really fully aware as I'm like kind of sitting there going okay he's really nice he's really a gentleman like where is the disconnect and then I'm kind of analyzing it myself too like like okay you know why is it that he said this and I'm kind of like oh you know so so I think that's it is like so so there we go too right so I need a a guy who's living a big life that's a um a big person I, I don't mean physically I mean you know in their world and then we bring in the insecurity, right? Here comes the imposter syndrome and the saboteur. Like, oh, but why would he ever want me, right? Like, like I'm getting interested in production now, as you know. I'm I'm yes. trying to, um, I am producing a TV show. <laughs> More yes, camp languaging on my words here, right? <laughs> yes, I am are. producing a TV show that will be picked up by a network that will be sold, um, and you know, I would love a guy that's from the world of production, right? That gets this world that that's part of this world that I really want to get into there too, because we'll have a common language, but then, you know, here comes, here comes little Miss Meany, like, oh, well, these men see every gorgeous woman in the world, like the most gorgeous, the most smart, the most like whatever, who have everything you have and are, you know, five foot eight in the perfect size zero package. Why would they want you? And I can't answer that. And actually somebody asked me that one time and I couldn't come up with an answer. Mm. And so, and I, yeah, I I mean, I, I know that, I know that that's a limiting belief that needs to be worked on. I know it's ridiculous and it's there. (laughs) I just want to pause for a second. I don't mean to interrupt your listening, but I have a really important announcement to make. A lot of you are saying that you're feeling really insecure about dating and have that strong desire to feel that sexy confidence when you're getting back out there, especially just feeling magnetic overall. 
And if that is you, you are not the only one. I've helped thousands of people. And you know this listening to my podcast. If you are listening to my podcast for a while, I help so many people with their confidence and find fulfilling relationships, especially if you're dating later in life. And that is why I'm holding a live co-ed interactive workshop called The First Impression Makeover. In just 60 minutes, you will get my proven techniques to craft your authentic style, master some body language hacks, make unforgettable first impressions, and feel empowered to date. And now is the time to feel great about yourself, attract partners you click with, and reignite your mojo. The first impression makeover workshop is happening so soon. Oh my gosh, it's around the corner. I just realized that. So get the details, claim your spot now. You can find it in the show notes or go to stophatingdating.com. This is your chance to take control of your dating destiny. Now back to the episode. Yeah, but also, do you hear the double bind you're putting yourself in? Yeah. I mean, I know I, I just, yeah. I also, and, and, and I think this might also, and we're going to take a look at your profile by the way, and I'm super excited to do this with you. Yeah. Um, uh, Cause I, I think also it's hard to see something when you see it all the time, right? It's just that, you know, and just look at it from a neutral standpoint, but a lot of the things that you're searching for and looking for number one I'm hearing a lot of kind of fact-driven things that you would like from them. Okay. And I get that. Like, and, and look, there's negotiables and there's non-negotiables, right? Things that you could live without, things that you, there's no way that you could do. And, and everyone has their own. It's personal to everybody. But also, like, I guess what I'm wondering about, because you're saying that you would like someone in production, you'd like someone Jewish, you would like someone who's, you know, like an entrepreneur. Those are, those are facts about people. Okay, about Jewish, Jewish is probably non-negotiable. The rest is, is me kind of thinking, like, this would be optimal or ideal. Correct. Now, but, what I, I want to peel away the layer of this, though. Okay, okay. What I'm not getting, and this is what I want to do a deep dive with you, is is what about the person? Like, what kind of qualities are you looking for in a guy? Like, forget about what they do, their profession, their religion. I, yeah. I want to hear what you're wanting from a man in ways of like the heart and the personality. Okay. And the chemistry. So first, first and foremost, he has to be a mensch. I mean, okay. for those so people who don't it. know what right, a yeah. mensch is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a mensch is yeah. a really, really, really good person. Ah, right? okay. I mean, now a, we're a getting per- somewhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, okay. so somebody who is philanthropic, somebody who is kind, somebody who is generous, somebody who is, um, who is, um, not an asshole. I mean, you know, like, like, you know, yeah. Somebody, somebody who speaks to others with with good humor, right? Who doesn't have a short temper. I mean. And and who is looking for ways to make the world a better place, um, not like activist necessarily kind of way, but you know just uh, you know in 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 the daily interactions, right? As a as a character quality, I guess. So so Menschlichkeit is non-negotiable, right? I can't mm-hmm. be with a guy that's a jerk. Um, mm-hmm. I, I 
I don't have to be with the no, man. Right? And these, no, these, now see, this is, this, these are the important things I want to hear yeah. because again, because you can have an asshole Jew who, right. yes, not, yes, <laughs> who's in production, right? You, like you, you, you absolutely can. And that would, that would be a deal breaker. That would me. be not yes. right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So the quality yeah. of the people, like this is, I think a lot of the things that we should look at a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and then, so obviously really important. He's got to think that I'm just like the best thing ever. That's what I wanted to know too. Like in yes. relation to you, yes. how do you want to feel when you're with him? Yeah, no, I want, I, I, not, not, not just, I want, I need to yes. feel that I am the most special person in the world to him, that I am, that we're partners, that we are, that it's, that it's him and I against the world and that our unit, our team is first and foremost against. With everything else, against everything else, whatever. Right. I mean, so, so that's important family values are important to me right and and family values in in i guess the jewish sense of the word of valuing the people that are your family and spending time with them not family values of you can't have an abortion and i'm going to tell you what to do with your body so i just you know when i'm talking about family values i mean mm -hmm. value of family <laughs> um, yes yeah right that so so what i mean by that for example is my ex-husband's in my daily life, right? Um, he's in my daily life because my children need him. And it's more important to me that my children have what they need than that, you know, than that I'm uh, whatever, right? Taking the stand that this isn't my responsibility or whatever, because family is most important. And even though he's not my husband, he is my children's father. He is still part of my family. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I mean, my parents are in my daily life. I live less than a mile from them. So it's really important that one, he's connected to his family and two, that he appreciates and is willing to join in to my connection to my family. See, I love all those, Danny. Like, and these, this is more like, this is real stuff, like so important for, you know, a relationship now. I want to take a look at your profile okay. and then I also want to take a look at given some of, you know, the things that you're wanting to also now talk about dating because mm -hmm. what you're also talking about is like the long game, right? The long term oh, you're having. Yeah, I don't want to date. I just want to be in a, I just want a perfect relationship. You want to just skip it all and go right to the boyfriend, don't you? <laughs> I do. Yes. Right. I want to, I want to go right to the phase where we're comfortable with each other yes. and we can fart in front of each other. Yeah. <laughs> How about flirt before fart? Can we, can we, can we, <laughs> that should be a motto. Let's flirt before fart. Because... Well, I would, I mean, ideally our relationship would be one that we're always flirting that, that never goes away. Like, yeah. like my parents have been married 55 years and they hold hands in public. They giggle, they flirt. Like I want that. You can have that, but there may be some steps you need to do in order to get that. So here's <laughs> what I want you to think about. We're, we're, we're in a marathon a little bit. And, you know, if you're trying to race to the finish line, when you're in a marathon, you're going to get hurt. You have to train, you right. have to pace yourself. Right. And so 
I think with the way that you're also going about things with men out in the world, and I'm guessing online is you're vetting so hard for all these like qualities too, that you're losing what dating is supposed to be about too. And I, I know you want to go to the PhD program right now in dating, but you told me you don't have a lot of dating experience. We got we got to go back to the playground and, and learn how to play with the boys. And they might not all have everything on that list, but like what happened with the guy that we set you up with, really what you're doing is you're dating yourself because you're getting to know yourself with each and every interaction. And I think you'll find it so much more pleasant when you take some of those expectations off the plate of all those things you're looking for, because that's a tall order. And not that you can't have that but we got to start with a little bit of an appetizer before we get to- <laughs> so, so can we can we share the screen and look at your profile yeah 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 that makes sense of what I'm saying I know you I know you don't like it necessarily but oh here we go okay but does that make sense Sandy yeah I, I mean I I do I get what you're saying and you you are absolutely right like I don't want to kiss frogs I just want my match <laughs> I want my bichard my, right. my And I think that that is exactly one of the reasons why it, and to be honest, it also can be part of a love shield too, because if if someone doesn't have the exact points on the resume, you're already like off of it, you know, like you shut down, you swipe left, you know, whatever that is in fear of dot, dot, dot. Well, then, but then there's also the flip side that like, you know, you're reading somebody's profile and like, you know, you're like thinking like, oh, I don't know, should I do it? You know, would it work? Oh, okay, fine. I'll give them a chance. You swipe right. Uh-huh. And nothing. They didn't swipe on you. Yes. And the thing that a lot of people and especially new daters go through is the sense of resiliency that you have to like go through. And Look, I mean, we're the same age. Any Anybody who is over the age 40 finds this whole process of online dating just daunting. Like we didn't have this back in the day. Like you actually dated people in real, per, in, in real life to see if they would be your boyfriend and eventually get married. We had a different mindset. Um, I, I want to go back to the mindset thing because it's like what I was saying in the beginning of this episode. A lot of it is going to be the way that we're going to use the profile. Just like I had you go out with that gentleman. Like I, I want you to look at it in a little more open way. But first, let's look at your pictures. First of all, the first picture I see is just gorgeous. Like I love that headshot of you. I I just think the smile, the blue just everything about it, like your head cocked, you know, like everything about it is fun, flirty, feminine, and just beautiful. So like a plus for that. But here's a question. Yeah. It's a couple of years old. I'm a little bit heavier now, although my weight, you know, mm-hmm. does go up and down quite a lot. Is it still okay to use it? I mean, it's also a selfie. So I've got, you know, a really great angle. I don't, I don't No, I don't mind selfies as long as it's good lighting. It, you know, it paints you in a really good picture and it, how old is it? Is it more than two years old? Probably just about right around there. No, two years. The rule of thumb is like, if anything is like older than two years, they say, get rid of it. Cause then usually people shift a little bit in the way they look or their hair color is different or their weight is different. But honestly, you look the same to me. 
you know, I, and I, I love this picture. I think it captures your essence. So, okay, let's see the next picture. Okay. Oh, wait, okay. let's, let's read this out loud. So okay. you, you want to read it? Sure. Me. Okay, go ahead. Vivacious, curvy, loyal, quirky, sparkly, kind entrepreneur. You, a mensch, the rest is commentary, which <laughs> is um also kind of a bit of a joke, like, um in in Jewish culture and Jewish tradition you know Rabbi Hillel was asked you know what is the Torah standing on one foot and basically what he said is you know be good to one another the rest is commentary Ah, Um, it's it's a little bit of a you know a little bit of a uh easter egg I guess that comment yes right right together we travel explore new places and foods laugh all the time take joy in doing big things or doing nothing we can have fun going out to a fancy place or even just to the DMV. I think that is awesome. And, you know, you used a, a formula that I teach a lot, and I don't know if someone helped you with this, but you you did exactly what I tell people. Is you, you have a little bit about you, you have a little bit about him, and a little bit about what you would be doing together. So that kind of three-pronged formula, I always teach and preach and you did it. So I, it, it's fun. And, you know, on Bumble, you don't get a lot of room. Right. That's it. I'm maxed out. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no Harlequin romance here, you know, and, and nor there should be. So, okay, great. So far, so good. What's next? There's another picture that's in Fiji. Okay. So this is where I start. I, I see a different person already. Now, you know how I feel about patterns. Yeah. And so she's wearing a pattern dress and you're squinting in the sun and your hair's frazzled. Um, to me, this picture is about the beauty of the island and not of you. And I honestly, and this is something I say all the time, you're only as good as your worst picture because you could have one picture and you've seen this in guys profiles, you know, it's true. There could be like one picture of the guy that is not that great. And, and, and all of a sudden, like the, the mind, the brain thinks, oh, well, that's what they really look like or no, you know, you'll make a decision just based on that. Um, and also like your hand, it looked like you were maybe moving your, your, your hair in the wind, but it caught you in a weird moment. So so the body language is kind of weird too. So I, I would definitely take out this picture. I, you, the other one is so cute. So let's see what else you got. Cute. You know, she, so it's a selfie. It's a selfie. Yeah, it's a selfie, but you're wearing a solid pink. I like it. It's fun. Um, I don't approve every selfie if it's not, again, good lighting, cute, like I, I'd rather have this one up than that last one because this one, yeah. And, and, and I like that it shows, cause you do wear glasses. It shows you in the glasses as well. Like now we see both sides of you. So I like that. Okay. Okay. That one, that one's probably older. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't hate it. And I, just I don't, don't have it. any full body pictures. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna tell you that. So, okay. One thing that's really important that everyone always wants to see a full body. And when you don't show a full body, they always think you're hiding something. And so then they're like, oh, well, what is she hiding? Like, that's kind of like what I hear guys say. Um, 
And at least this shows more of your body. I mean, you look cute. It's just, you know, it's it's really busy in the background. Mm -hmm. So the eye kind of goes all over the place. Like I want the pictures to really focus on you. You looking hot and good. And, you know, I'm so glad you said right before air that you don't have any pictures of you in a dress. And now I want you to replace the pictures from Dating IRL. Oh, okay. This one. Yeah, if you got a good one, definitely. Yes. And I think that would be a good replacement. Okay. 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 What else do you, do you have other ones? I couldn't remember. Oh, definitely get rid of that one. (laughs) Really? I love that picture. Okay. What do you love about it? I'm really curious. I just, I think it's cute. I think it makes my body look good. I like the red shoe. I mean, I just, I think it's fun. So while it is a full And actually, dog, that's like one of the only times that a guy did hit on me was in that dress. Okay, but that was in IRL, right? <laughs> that wasn't online. Right. Right. So again, it's not that it's a bad dress necessarily. I like the bodice a lot. Right, that's what I like about it. Right. And you and I have talked, like, I like when we show a little more legs, it's just a lot of skirt down below. It's not that, that the lighting's bad and I can't really see your face. It's, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like really all I see is this like polka dotted dress. Okay. So I, I'd rather, you know, a lot of the lighting and stuff, cause remember it only takes seven seconds to make a first impression. And these guys are scrolling through so fast. I'd rather you have the green dress that selfie and that headshot and just call it a day for now until you get maybe other pictures. And let's just see what happens. Like I've done this with people where I've had them remove like one picture and it changes the entire algorithms. First of all, when you change pictures on the profile, okay. and a whole new slew of men hit her up just by changing one picture. And it was like the guys that she was actually looking for, you know, cause she wasn't advertising herself in the way that, you know, like also it was important. Like, it sounds like you want kind of more professional kind of guys. And I, we can't call out all the entrepreneurs in the world. However, you're wanting somebody who's successful, who has his own life, you know, and all the other menchie qualities. Um, but like, let's advertise you in a little more sophisticated way too, to match that. So okay. I think that green dress will, will do it. Cause that you looked stunning in that. Okay. I, I will uh, I will make those changes. Okay. Ooh, I love this one. That's, a, <gasps> that's an older picture too. I like, you know, it would be, okay. You know, it would be really fun as an experiment because like I say, when you change the pictures, you change the algorithms. Why don't we try putting this one first? Okay. Because men click on pink and red way more than any other color. And when you have the first picture as, as in that color, it's like a stop sign for them. Okay. So let's see what happens. Like just, just change out these pictures in the order. Okay. I love it. So she's wearing this pink top that's off the shoulders, which we love the skin and you wear your glasses and, and you just look great. And I love, by the way, I'm reading some of the things that are in there. I mean, you're a great writer. I don't have to worry about you with this. Like the, the content is there, you know, I just think if we work on changing out some pictures, it might, it might be interesting. So, okay. So we got that. Okay. And then we're back to the beginning. Back to the beginning. Yeah. So now what is happening? Is there anything you want to tell me or share with me in ways of like the conversations that are happening online? I mean, they, they don't get very far. 
but how often are you swiping right? Meaning saying yes. Well, okay. So right now I have my Bumble set to Jewish. And just as an experiment, the other day, I literally swiped right on everybody until I got sick of swiping. I didn't even look at them. I just swiped, 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 swiped. Okay. And? Zero. Zero. Okay. Not one match. Oh, you know what I wanted to look at? What is the the demographics that like the age range and also the um the radius that you put the, ra- the radius? Let's see, how do I? So if you go to settings, let me see. Um, yep. Okay. So forty eight to sixty one. Forty eight is actually kind of young, but I thought okay, I don't really want a younger guy. Um. But, you know, we'll be open. Maybe there's a guy who's younger, but still mature. But my you're, ex- you're 50, right? I'm 50. Yeah. My okay. ex was a couple of years younger than me. And I want to be the pretty young thing, you know? Like, yeah. No, that's a good age range. And I yeah, usually so say my distance age. is the whole country. Like, I feel okay. like I've done as much as I can to keep it as open as I can, except for the Jewish thing. Okay. Have you ever tried where you unfilter the Jewish thing and just like open it up? Yeah, it was just it was just recently that I put the Jewish filter. Oh, okay. And when you didn't have the Jewish filter, was it the same thing? It was crickets? Well, I mean Were you saying no to anyone who was not Jewish? I guess that's what I'm asking. Yes. Okay. I mean, no, I wasn't. Like I've started conversations with guys that aren't Jewish, but then, you know, I quickly realized like, mm-hmm. mm, this matters to me. Yeah. This okay. Matters can, to me. So you can stop sharing your screen. Okay. So I have some ideas for you. Cause obviously like, we're not gonna, we're not going to solve the problem, you know, right here, but, but I think we can at least start doing some things that might be a little different for you. And let's talk about just your mission right now. Okay. okay? Because I often talk about, you know, like how we do business mission statements. I always do dating mission statements. And I would love for you to, like for homework, write down what your mission would be just around dating, not a relationship. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, nothing oh. on this mission statement should say boyfriend. I'm sorry. I know you want to. Or relationship or... No boyfriend, no relationship. We are sticking with the mission of dating. Sandy, you haven't dated. Like, let's just get you practice with dating. And she's making a face. (laughs) (laughs) And I know for you listening, you can so relate because- can I tell you it doesn't sound fun to me it sounds exhausting like yeah like when you're like you know go on a lot of dates like like I'm not like excited like oh yay lots of free dinners and I'm like oh but let's let's talk about the mindset of of what a date could be for you you know like when you when you think of the word dating and it exhausts you what exhausts you about it like what gives you that bad taste in your mouth um, I have to spend time to do my hair and makeup. I have to wear clothes that are probably not very comfortable. Um, uh-huh. Then I have to be like on my best behavior to, you know, like try to pretend like I'm a normal person. And it's just. What do you mean by that, Sandy? You are a normal person. What do you mean by that? I'm, well, I mean, I'm not. I mean, 
I'm, I'm hyperactive. I'm, you know, like fidgety. I'm, you know, like I, I am more comfortable manspreading when I sit than sitting nicely and demurely with everything tightly tucked together. I, I mean. Okay. So, so we're kind of getting somewhere here because I think it feels exhausting because you feel, exhausting. you feel like you have to be something that you're not. Yeah. And and, yeah. Guess, and then, and then yeah. I got to play some sort of game, yeah. you know, that like every single thing has to be some sort of, some sort of calculation of, okay, you know, when, when is it my turn to talk? Oh, but I only supposed to talk 20%, but I like, I don't know, you know, like, I just, I just feel like, especially in like initial dating, like you can't just be you like yeah well and I think maybe that's why also the online dating thing feels really like stiff and hard because it's there's this like etiquette and like kind of structure to it almost it, it feels very staccato and 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 right rule driven as you said and um I'm so glad you mentioned that because no wonder like you hate dating you know because <laughs> I, I like if I felt that way about every single time I had to go out and meet somebody like, yeah, no wonder it is way better to just be on your couch or focus on your business or, you know, whatever it is. So I think there needs to also be a different conversation and shift in the way that you think of what dating is. Cause the truth is Sandy, you're amazing the way you are. And if you're spending so much time trying to think of all these things of like the right thing to do that, 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 is going to backfire. Well, you know? I mean, it, part of that is being ADHD. Yeah. That is our life, right. not just with dating with everybody. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, so, so much of my, my entire life, you know, like, oh, if you would just sit down and focus, if you would just this, if you would just that you're too this, you're too that oh, you're too yeah. much, right. My entire life. So, and I think that this is something that's very common for people with ADHD. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a Gen X, right? I, we didn't diagnose girls back in the eighties. We, you know, I was just a behavior problem, but, but I think, I think that this is something very common. Like we have an invisible disability, right? Or yeah. I don't really consider it a disability. Honestly, I do consider it kind of a superpower in other ways, but we look the same, but our minds work differently. Right. right. And our minds work differently in a way that can cause us to be very socially awkward. Mm -hmm. Like I don't read between the lines. I, I don't have that ability. I trust when people tell me something that that's what they mean mm -hmm. because I don't have the ability to pick up on those little clues, even body language and stuff. You, one time you'd ask me about that. Yeah. If I read people's body language and I don't, I really depend on people being straight up with me and it's exhausting for me to try to play the game all the time of how is what I'm doing affecting them? Am I okay? Am I offending? Am I too much? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, but that's, that's even more amplified. I mean, like, and this is just in a normal, like networking situation or even a group or even just, you know, like me and you, this is kind of always running in the background, but then amplify it a hundredfold for a dating situation when not that the stakes are high, but kind of, you know, and then yeah, but so see, also, I think, I, you know, I mean, I want to be liked, you know, I mean, like, there's yeah, all yeah, yeah, but look at all the things that are firing in your brain, and no wonder it's hard to just think about dating and 
it is easier to just want to skip this phase to get to the boyfriend because of that. Like now, I mean, cause all the things that you're saying and some of it is how you process in your brain, but it's also some of the messages you got growing up too. like, stop doing that. You're too much. Sit down. Right. At the, and so anytime there's a dating rule or it feels like it, that, that little girl gets triggered again of like, Oh my God, so now I got to do this again to, just to please, or, you know, whatever it is. So I think, I think the best thing to, the best way of attacking this is really just like simplifying everything for you because right now it's so complex in your brain and there's all these things. And that's why instead of thinking about every interaction, every meeting as a way of vetting for your boyfriend, I think that's why it's so hard because you keep looking at everything as like, is this my boyfriend? Is this my boyfriend? I want it. You know, it's too exhausting. I think if you just look at this as practice and getting comfortable, just getting comfortable being with different men and let's not even call it dating, like forget the word dating. Let's just say, I'm going to have a couple meetings, just like we did with that gentleman. We're just going to have a meeting and, and just being you being comfortable being you. Cause the truth is, I mean, the right guy is going to love you. And, and this is, we didn't even get into the feedback of your date. And I know he wasn't the right person for you, but Sandy, he really liked you. Like, this is the feedback we got. We got feedback that you were gorgeous, that you were beautiful. He, he thought that you were the kind of woman that he would want to date if you were closer and he understood the differences, but that he had not one thing bad to say. And we had every opportunity to say, just say like something that like she could work on it. He had no words. So again, the other thing is I think what we think in our head is often worse than what other people think of us as well. Um, and that's just human nature. We always are our own worst enemy, you know, and things. And so I think if you just use this platform like Bumble or going to the entrepreneur, I would go to entrepreneur events and just get comfortable with talking with men in oh, a smaller situation. I, I mean, I talk to guys. I have no problem talking to guys. They just don't see me as a woman. I mean, I go to tons of conferences. Right. But and I'm saying maybe upping the ante a little bit and just the, the mindset, because I don't know if you go into the mindset of like a, a conference of like, I'm going to go man hunting. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I'm always but you, hoping, but you're hoping, but do you, do you go at it where you're like talking to guys in a, a way that's more flirtatious? I know that might be harder for you, but do you, in your know. mind, are you feeling like you're flirting? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like they are. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Or, yeah. and, and also, I mean, okay, obviously if somebody's wearing a wedding ring, it's real clear what their relationship status is, but you know, if there's no, there's no rings. There's also kind of that, like, you don't, you don't know, you don't know who's. Well, yeah. And, and if there's no ring or if there is a ring, I always tell people like, it's also, if you make a connection with somebody who's married, it, it's good to even put yourself out there say, Hey, I'm, I'm single looking to mingle. If you have any friends, you know, and, and just, I guess, you know, if you're already doing that at conferences, okay. But I, I, I just like to be more like intentional in the way that you meet guys, but also open yourself up a little more. I, I think there's just an opening that gets to happen. And I would just, 
I would just entertain it and doing it in like chunks of time. Because as you get more comfortable, maybe in like three months, then you'll, then you can renegotiate your mission. Maybe you will be ready to get more serious with guys. But right now I would just like, think of it as learning how to play and maybe with some of the new clothes or some little body language stuff that you can try changing out the pictures. I would open it up to non-Jewish just as ways of like practicing conversation. Cause again, like if your mission isn't like, you don't really care if these guys are your boyfriend, it's a different focus. And then you can just open up to everybody because there could be a non-Jewish person who has all these other qualifications you're looking for. And, you know, I've seen this happen a lot where there's things that are really important to people. And, you know, when two people are in love, things sometimes work out, not saying all the time, but so Anyway, I, I think just using the the platform, first of all, as a party online, that's what I call it, where you're just talking to different people and you're just not really caring as much and just practicing conversations. See if you can get like a phone call, even maybe a meeting. And, and I would just get comfortable in this space for three months. And within that, like maybe put down some skills that you really want to work on, like getting out of your head, like maybe relaxing into your body, you know, like different things. Because I think when you're focused on skills, it's so much easier than focusing on a boyfriend. Uh huh. And then that'll build your confidence, you know. And the other thing I was thinking about is thinking of where your tribe might be, you know, and I say tribe just meaning like obviously all the qualifications that you're looking for conferences are one but are you um involved in any like social clubs or or anything like that no I keep I keep trying to go to things thinking oh maybe this will be a good place to meet people Mm -hmm. and then it'll be like you know 50 blonde women and one guy Ah, okay. So, well, you got it and also but looking for a single Or, or the things that I'm interested in just I guess um more women than men men are men yeah but weren't you saying you were you don't have a lot of single girlfriends or you do i don't because i mean i would look at your social life just not just with men but also women because it's isolating when you're trying to also do this by yourself and i think it would be different if you had a couple girlfriends that you could go out on the town with and and like the sex in the city gal you know, things. And so when you go to these, be open to meeting fabulous women as well. I, again, it's just, it's more of an openness that I would love for you to entertain. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I I think, I think it's hard at this age to, to make friends too. It is, it is. No. And that's why you have to be more intentional because gone are the days of infrastructure of college. Right. Right. Yeah. We we all had kind of our social life built in. So you, that's why I'm saying like, I'd write down a bunch of hobbies, maybe go to some meetups. You can even start your own group and then have friends. I've had people do that too. And so maybe through your temple, there's something that you want to start, or I don't know, like I would get your creative Sandy. Like, I feel like you, if you really put your mind set around this, and you let go of some of this, um, either, well, like you're saying, some of it's fear, but some of it is just like, you don't want to do it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. Like, there's just like, there's a little bit of kicking and screaming that you're, you're doing. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, yeah. It's, 
you got to decide really what it is you want. Because if you truly want to get to the finish line and have that beautiful man that you described, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I, I do. I do. All right. So I think that that's we can't, a, we a can't arrange a meet cute. Like, can, can, I what? Start, can I just start bumping my shopping cart into guys shopping carts or something? I will allow you to do that when you get to junior high. Let's let's get <laughs> let's start with kindergarten. Okay. This is what I always tell my clients: you get to get more picky, and you get to like do all that stuff when you get really good at being in kindergarten. Got it. You're still it. you're you're still like swirling around on the swings by yourself, and and I really want you to stop and and get more intentional with this. I know you don't want to do it, but you have to like really want this and, and start. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like it's hard where I am too. Like, I feel like there's really a lot more opportunity up in LA. Everything I say, there's also something that you counter with. That's another thing. I <laughs> yeah. And like, like you have excuses and you have things and I believe you a hundred percent. And as long as you tell yourself that, it's absolutely your truth, a hundred percent. And I know that people who've lived in really remote areas have found love. When I don't know that San Diego is considered such a remote area. That's why I'm saying, like, <laughs> let's be real. Like, you can't complain. That's my whole point. <laughs> Because then you would live in LA and you would say, "Oh, I feel like the guys here aren't real." I maybe you know, like we could every city has something every person has something every man has something but see this is part of your defense is what i'm saying and so okay. I, I i want you to really start just opening up and being very simple about this and okay. once you get comfortable and you start working on some of these limiting beliefs and fear based stuff and excuses you'll have more positivity and that positivity is also going to help you a lot right yeah. Okay. How do you feel? Okay. I mean, a little bit anxious, you know, like you, you, you gave me a task and it's like, I, you know, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's real. Cause I I'm glad you're feeling that. Cause that means you're really like thinking of doing it. Cause you could just walk away and say, okay, sure, Kim, I'm fine. Yeah, that's cool. You know, well, but if you're really thinking about it and you're doing it like, yeah, that would cause anxiety. And I always say people don't change in a state of comfort. You only change when you're uncomfortable. So the fact that this feels a little icky, yeah, that probably means that's what you got to do. So, but I'm here for you and maybe we'll have a follow-up and hopefully if the show, you know, gets back into the studio, we'll have you back and we'll do this in bits and pieces and don't overwhelm yourself either. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I mean, look, I know that my way clearly has not been working. So right. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and I always tell people like, it can't get any worse than it is now. You know, like there's, even if you, you tried any of these little things that I'm telling you, what if you made a dent into your belief system? Or what if you had a conversation with a guy, like that's a win. Like, I want you to see that what you did with that guy after three years of not having a date, even though he was not your boyfriend, that was a win. And he liked you. You know, I think you're also hard on yourself too. Like just 
those are accomplishments. And okay. high achievers have a hard time seeing it that, you know, like right, your, yeah. your, your accomplishment is, no, I'd have a boyfriend right now if that was an accomplishment. But no, just these little things are going to add up to that end game that you're searching for. So Sandy, thank you. No, Kimmy, thank you. I, I You know, I love talking to you. I mean, as much as I might push back and, you know, you're putting me out of my comfort zone. I, I really do love talking to you. And oh I love God. hearing your perspective and, and your wisdom. Well, thank you. And thanks for being open. And thanks for being truthful because a lot of people feel the way you do. And I think you helped a lot of people today just listening to your thought process because it is a process, you know, so... Thank that is what that is one of the blessings of ADHD. If it goes through my head, it's likely to come out my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And so are you, Sandy. All right. Thank you. And thank you. thank you for joining us today. Those of you listening, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want help overcoming some of these challenges with dating, relating, flirting, you can always hop on a call with me. Just click the link you see in the show notes. I would love to help. Imagine just getting some ideas to break the cycle you have been dealing with for so long in one call. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. Hey, before you head out of here, how are you feeling listening to this episode? I'm sure there's some things that you're thinking about that are coming up for you. And there are a lot of folks who are stuck in feeling insecure when it comes to dating. How are you feeling? Does this happen also in other parts of your life? I always talk about what shows up in one area often leaks into others. And that's why I am inviting you to join me for my upcoming interactive workshop called the First Impression Makeover. It's your crash course in finding your personal style, mastering body language, making unforgettable impressions, and feeling empowered with dating. And I really want to help you. So my workshop is happening very soon and spots are like really filling up quickly. So go to www.stophatingdating.com to claim your spot. And I really want you to feel sexy, confident, and excited about dating again, or maybe it's even for the first time. And most of all, having fun doing it. And if you're not having fun, you definitely need to come to this. I can't wait to see you at this first impression makeover workshop. Sign up now by clicking stophatingdating.com. You will see that link in the show notes as well. And let's do this. Mm -hmm.